0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Uh, Least Among Saints, movingly depicts a a man's hard-fought journey towards reconciling with his better self. Returning home to a broken marriage and an uncertain future, veteran Anthony Hayward, played by Marty Papazian, believes there is no hope for himself, and yet this troubled man finds help through um, a relationship he builds with a 10-year-old boy named Wade. We're, today we're speaking with the director and writer and star of the film Least Among Saints, Marty Papazian. Marty, welcome to film school.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate
0: it. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for being here. Um, first of all, congratulations on on a, a very good film, uh, very well acted, and uh, the storyline is uh, interesting all the way through, and I really, it was an involving story, uh, not only the relationship that you have with Wade, the 10-year-old boy, but also throughout the film, all the people, the different people and different aspects of your life. Tell me what the inspiration uh, for Least Among Saints was for you.
1: Yeah, I think um, I had reached a point in my career about 10 years ago where I really wanted to start focusing on work that I felt was important, that served a higher purpose. Um, You work so hard in this business, and you only get a few opportunities to sort of express yourself. And So I started through the mentorship of certain teachers, started to gear, set my sights towards, towards more meaningful work. And I started to meet soldiers who were coming back from multiple deployments. Some of them, my close friends, and their stories and the effects of their actions that they took abroad on our behalf um, really, really moved me. And you could see the cost on of of war on their souls and on them as, as men. And um, and so I started writing about that. And um, and that was the sort of genesis of it. I felt sort of there was something there that I could capture
0: and, and, and tell their stories. Well, there's, I'm just curious about this in the process, uh, uh, writers and writer directors mm. come on and sort of at what point in writing, I assume you were, I, I don't know what this process was for you. Mm. Did you write it to, to as always being a script or was it a story first mm. and then a script? And then at what point did you say to yourself, you know, Marty, I think I can do this. Mm. I can make this uh, and into a feature-length film, just as a from a writer's point of view. What what was that yeah. process like for you?
1: Well, I, you know, I have a very close friend who's my my mentor, and she inspired me in, in terms of writing and and sort of you know I, I write, uh, and she taught me to write in such a way where just to really follow instincts and impulses, and to really paint outside the lines and not worry about structure at first and and um, really just go with the images that you are given and sort of flesh those out and explore those. So she really encouraged me to be as wild and free as possible um, and then sort of structure it much later on. You know? And what that did for me was it sort of took off the pressure of having to make something perfect right away. Um, certainly, I think my journey, personal journey as a writer, is that you know everything I write, I can't really see it. And so I have really good people in my corner that... You know, it really encouraged me, you know, when, um, you know, I have a lot of reading, you know, I, I come from the theater, so I, I, I read my material with friends and groups of people and I get live feedback from it. And uh, I've got a lot of people saying, stop doing everything else and just do this, even when I couldn't quite see it, you know. Mm-hmm. I even shot some scenes from the movie before the script was done at, at the urgency of my friend that said, just go through some of this, you're going to see what it is. And and that's what happened. It sort of came alive in front of me. And, and, and then the piece seems to have a life of its own, right? And then you find yourself sort of seeing it more than anything, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things that's striking particularly for, uh, as I'm watching the film, was that the dialogue sounds natural. It's often mm. the case with someone, especially first feature. And by the way, I want to get into how you, we went from the role of writer to saying, hey, I know I can pull this Mm. off as a director Mm. but the 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 dialogue itself comes off very natural um it doesn't sound forced and often the case with a particularly first time out first script um you know as a narrative film it can sound like it 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 was no one was really listening to the dialogue Mm. before they committed it to film (laughs) and um so uh, it, what was so you 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 managed to? It seems that you have a knack for that, and it sounds like from from what you were just saying that this has been part of your process.
1: Yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, I thought my dialogue was my weakest point, and <laughs> I thought I had this really great, you know, knack for stage direction. And my, fr- my friends are like, no, no nobody. It's the opposite. Yeah. You had to cut that stage direction and 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 keep what you know your dialogue's great. Um, a lot of that I think comes from being an actor and. Having read and investigated so many plays and films and, and, and scenes, but also too, I spent a lot of time like researching and talking to human beings and talking to social workers and talking to veterans and listening to them and recording the conversations and writing down certain phrases. And so I think a lot of that is I'm pulling from the mouths of people that I that I interacted with, mm-hmm. and I think I, I I think that's what gives it a little bit of its uh, authenticity.
0: Well, and, and congratulations on it. I think you're right. I oh, think it does fair. come off that. Yeah, it does. And uh, you said research the role, and I imagine um, that returning vets. This is always a uh, subject uh, matter for film that can be wildly exaggerated. You can you can end up mm. with caricatures of people uh, right. and overreaction and excessive violence in regard to. Right. And this film does not have that. Um, there are, I would say, in terms of their um, a natural reaction, I say natural in, in in the context of the character and in right. the film uh, reactions, nothing that is uh, so overwhelming as to uh, make one wince or wonder why that actually happened. so that that part of it came off very well. Um, and getting into sort of your transition from writer to director, n- at some point you decided, I can do this. What did you find when you started directing? the challenge not only of being a first-time director for a feature film, but also being in the film and directing at the same time. Give us yeah, a little I, insight.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, um, well, first I just appreciate what you said because it's very important for me not to pull from the headlines of, of all the sort of madness we see about veterans and it really make it more of an, uh, an emotional journey, really make it about the love story between this man and this boy um, and, and how these two lost souls heal together, not the sort of gratuitous, Situations, violence has happened to him in the past. And it's a great pain to keep those flashbacks as minimalistic as possible to have the effect so that people could sort of understand him what he was dealing with. But certainly the focus is about his journey forward. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you pointing that out. But um, I think, from as, as a writer, director, actor, it was never like a conscious decision. You know, I was writing because I was investigating the story. And once I got to a certain point and started developing it, uh, you know, no one's going to. Uh, Fall in love with your material and and sort of push it forward like you want them to at least my experience and so I knew as an unknown filmmaker and as a first time director that uh, I was going to have to be the one to move this forward and get it out there and um, as we, as I started raising money and, and building a production team and things of this nature, um, it also became very apparent that I just felt close to the role and I had a, and again it was people in my corner that were saying you got to play this part. You're closest to it. You have to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I, juggled that thought all the way up and throughout casting, you know? I thought, you know, what's, what's the best for this picture? What's the best for this picture? Should Should I play this role or should I cast it? And uh, and uh, I, I didn't make the... It, once I made the decision, I committed 100%, but I definitely thought about it all the way up until the end. And then, then in terms of producing an independent film, um, the advantages of being right there on the pulse of the scene and, and, and moving the set forward. I mean, we we, we shot a 120-page script in 19 days with a kid who shoots in 90% of it, and we get him for five hours a day. The other four, he's in school. So mm-hmm. a lot of that is attributed to the great cameraman we had and, and crew um, because we worked so efficiently and, and depressed and done. But... Uh, it was, a lot of it had to do with the fact that you're you're I was right there. Like there was no waiting for you to leave. You know? He was there, he was on the set, he was moving it forward.
0: Yeah. You said nineteen days shoot schedule? Yeah. My goodness. That is that's that's moving. That's run and gun.
1: Yeah, man. Two cameras. <laughs> we shot on film too. Um yeah. because we never we didn't want to get shut down by any sort of you know, I mean, you know, digital cameras are gorgeous and I love the what they offer us nowadays, but we felt that um, at the urgence of our, our directed photography, and, you know, those are computers with lenses, and we want to see the old-fashioned, you know, our cameras, and just, and they're workhorses, you know, mm. it, and they didn't let us down ever.
0: Yeah, wow. Well, moving forward because in every I in, having interviewed a lot of independent film directors over the mm. years there's always there's, every one of them is a little bit different in terms of how all of the production came together right so and it all comes down to finding money finding backers distribution and all the rest of it but in that process somewhere in that process either ahead of the financing or behind the financing comes the casting the actors you want to get mm-hmm. and whether or not you know they get the one to sign on you can leverage them into other well, well-known actors, how did that work for you in The Least Among Saints? By the way, I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with the director of Least Among Saints, Marty Papazian. Um,
1: yeah, that was a, that was an awesome process because when we, we got, we did it in a traditional way, I Meaning, I secured financing first. I, did, I, I started to do the sort of thing where you reach out to actors um, and, you know, it's very difficult to get past their agency and get them to, to read the script uh, the first time I'm a director. And so um, we raised the money. I raised it personally through small funds, and then my producers came on board once I had the initial capital and, and found the, the necessary financing for it. From there, a very good friend of mine uh, introduced me to Mary Verneu. Mary Verneu is one of the most prolific casting directors ever <laughs> i mean <laughs> all of Darren Aronofsky's films and oh Rodriguez and Black Swan and The Wrestler and i mean it's just it, it, it's crazy and to have when she and she responded to the material she loves to cast independent films as big studio films and that was a huge huge gain because when her name's on it people pay attention yeah. they pick up the phone they call you back they read the script they get it to their actors and you know 2 years prior when i was making my sort of Fantasy list of actors that I would love to have in it. I, half of them I ended up getting, you know, which I thought yeah, I'd never get. You know? <laughs> but um, she really helped move it forward. She was sort of the star, as you, if you will, in, in the entertainment business. From there, the script really had to uh, had to attract uh, them and, and capture their attention. and They did. Um, and then we specifically didn't try to go after, you know, quote unquote, a a list actors. Um, we felt that, A, it might be sort of a, uh, a real sort of difficult thing to do, but also we didn't want it to topple the movie. We yeah. wanted this movie to feel real. We wanted to the audience to get sort of lost in these people yeah. and forget that they were seeing a movie and get lost in the fantasy of, of this journey.
0: Well, and I think that's a very good point, point. Um, and it's it's I think that is a, a fair assessment that sometimes A, one big name actor can kind of make a film feel a little top heavy in yeah
1: and i I think it's a terrible way of pursuing um producing a film or uh, it's, it's awful i mean you're you're putting everything at the, you're sacrificing all, your whole point of view yeah. you have to maintain your point of view you have to cast it appropriately mm. if if that actor happens to have value, then great, but I think you're trying to create value because of of the actor um, for different markets, you, you're putting the cart before the horse, and you're yeah. going to destroy your project before it ever
0: gets made. Right, and and I have to say, among the the people that are in the film that that are uh, higher, pro, much higher profile actors, uh, are Laura Sanjiancano and also uh, Charles Dutton. Certainly mm. had that uh, that's of the people that I think most people would recognize. And right. I was uh, a bit surprised at the level of involvement uh the in the storyline that laura uh Kano uh, uh occupies i i saw her name you know read the read the the press kit thought okay there's i've seen enough of these movies i know that she'll be in a few key scenes and maybe not oh, much more than that but right. she's actually a pretty big part of oh, story yeah. and the story in the storyline so
1: yeah it's, it's a, the triangle there is the, the man, the boy, and her. Yeah, it, those, those, are, and, and Mary Vanu knew that when we were casting Uh that those are the the three roles we had to focus on first.
0: And she's terrific. She does oh, it. She's, she's, awesome, man. she's Well, she brings um, the um, a level of humor that mm. some of the the other characters don't have as much of. It. She she brings a sort of sense of realism. She doesn't cave in in the interest of being. The good guy in this story. Um, She holds her ground pretty effectively in, in that, in her character, and just thought she did a nice job. And the you guys play off of one another very well. Um, and charles dutton as well charles terrific he's uh, he he doesn 't have a huge role, but he has a key role in in the film absolutely and so I, he I has just
1: so much presence right
0: yeah he does he has a lot of presence and i i just i applaud you again for uh, kind of finding that that formula that allows you to be and you are to your film in many ways, and certainly the character. Uh, that you play is is the uh, is the driving force in the film, um, and all of these people you have in in the film, there's uh, the right amount of them in 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 the film uh, to to further the story. So yeah, um, tell me a little bit. And this is a key again. It must have been exciting and harrowing at the same time to be working with your father, your own father, who's uh, Robert uh, Papazian, um, who's a producer, well known producer. It's, what was that? How did that re- come about for you? Well, you
1: know, it was, it was it was interesting. You know, the the movie is is a father and son movie. Yeah, central motif there. And um, you know, my father's been in the business for a long time, and uh, and um, he you know was was reading my drafts and giving me notes. Both he and his partner and uh, I was bringing him schedules and he was helping me refine those and budgets. And he was sort of watching me do what I was doing. And we never talked about um, us working together in this way. You know. Um, and so I started raising the initial capital, and he started reaching out to some of the people that he knew and sort of helping moving it forward. And eventually I got a phone call and he said, you know, uh, if he spoke to his partner and they'd like to the phone. And it was really a surprise to me. Um, and, and it was a great process. I think it was really important for he and I um, and our relationship as, as father and son. I think um, we, we, we sort of built a newfound respect for each other, Um, I certainly did for him. I really get to see what he's done uh, his entire life, and he has an incredibly prolific body of work. Um, He's produced some really, really important television over the last 30 years, especially, you know, in the 80s and 90s. And then, you know, Rome and Nash Bridges, the executive producer. Um, But certainly, um, you know, The Day After was the highest-rated movie of the week uh, of all time, television, about the aftermath of the nuclear war. Um, you know, big big television series like Northern South or uh, Inherit the Wind to get an Emmy for. So, and you know, we 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 butted heads, you know, like in certain ways, but it was good, right? Because our, our we were both trying to make the story better, and and he gave me a lot of room to to direct and uh, and sort of like a really good producer. So, came in there just the right moment when I couldn't see it anymore, and just helped me move things forward. So it was a really, really cool collaboration and, uh, and I'm really grateful for the experience. Yeah.
0: And then to, to be able to see him as not only, um, as your father, obviously a very important relationship in your life, but to see him as a professional and him to see you as a professional, I'm sure was very, very heartening for you as well. Yeah, it
1: was cool. I mean, um, as an actor, I worked for him a couple of times when I came out of college, but it had been a long, long time since we had done anything together. And, um, yeah, it was a real pleasure, man. It was really cool, really important to me
0: as a man. you know, I've 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 I think all of us as we get older and our parents, you know, we we, we get to a point where we're adults I yeah, think right. that's one of the more important uh, thresholds that we all cross over, we need to cross mm-hmm. over, and that is to see our parents not as our parents, but to see them as people, that if we yeah, met right. them on the street, how would we feel about them? Right. And in a sense, it, it sounds like that's an, a, a, an experience that, that you've gone through in making this film with your dad as well. Yeah, so. totally. Uh, well, um, once again, I'd like to remind our, our listeners that we're speaking with Marty Papazian, he's the director, writer, and star of the new film, uh, Least Among Saints, um, playing in theaters. We'll get into that uh, later on where it's playing right now. Um, and uh, tell me a little bit about your influences as a filmmaker. I mean, obviously, first film, uh, it sounds like you study. It sounds like you really take the time to uh, find out about your subject matter as an actor and now mm-hmm. as a director. Who is uh, amongst film, filmmakers Do you have you responded to over the years?
1: Yeah. That was my process, so Sam Mendes, I think, you know, is an incredible director, and, and approaching my work with him on Jarhead, um, I started really investigating his work and listening to his DVD commentary, sort of really understanding how he approached film, and and, um, and so that was sort of the beginning of opening my mind up to how, how a director approaches filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly, Jim Sheridan. Um, the films mm. that he's made—they pack so much emotion and heart—and uh, I just find his movies to be some of the most important movies I, I've ever experienced. You know, *My Left Foot* yeah. in, in America. You know, yeah. so certainly him, I've studied and I've watched his films over and over again, and listened to his commentaries. And whenever I, whenever I could hear him speak, you know, publicly, I, I, I run to it. Oliver Stone. I find to be an incredible artist mm. and look at his body of work over time and. You know and, and the way he he 's interacting with his times, you know he was a Vietnam veteran, and his first three films were about you know, his experience um, in Vietnam, but certainly throughout his career he 's responding and interacting with what 's happening yeah. and I, I admire that and it, it, all of these filmmakers are bold and they 're courageous and uh, they 're not afraid and um, and certainly a lot of the uh, the directors of the come Mexico uh, that we've become you know, really aware of. Uh, uh Guillermo Toro and, and Alejandro, uh, you know, too, uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're amazing. Battles from when most federal fees films that had a great effect on me. And I certainly studied them quite a bit.
0: Well, those are all <laughs> terrific filmmakers. I mean, uh, I can go on and on. I know and on. I, I, is, I
1: have so many. I, I love so many of uh, directors
0: out there. And this is the this is the part where you and I could have a forty five minute or yeah, n- yeah. out conversation just on who filmmakers have oh, uh, sure. moved us beyond. I know, and it's and, and it is exciting to see others work. And it's always it's always for me talking with directors and filmmakers and artists generally is. To translating, I mean, having people that you respect and you look at their work as something you would aspire to to produce yourself, and then the filter of your own artistic sensibilities and that and that coming out and seeing it on screen has got to feel—it's just the thrill has got to be unbelievable for for someone, particularly in your first film, um, and and you know you' I'm, and as an I'm sure as a director you see what you would have done differently there's always that little element of it but just to see that that must be just remarkable thrill for you
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah absolutely. I, can, I can only imagine man well i it's a and you uh, again I, I think that we, you've got a great supporting cast uh, you've got a very good child actor here a, a young man uh, uh, who plays the part of Wade in the film it did a, a, a nice job. The two of oh, you yeah. worked off of each other very well.
1: Yeah, he's great. He's great.
0: Yeah. So I, I and 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 uh, and this is your film, and and it, and you carry it off very well. I, I want. I sort of a guy. I don't know if I should go this here, but it, it, there's a sort of a. I'm trying to compare. So for our listeners who who might be wondering what's the character like, who who would I recognize in in actors and that would compare? And you sort of remind me a little bit of Ed Burns in your In your acting or your style, Oh,
1: thank you I mean he 's certainly a director that i 've admired right, and what he did when he came out with his film yeah,
0: and, yeah. there's something about there 's a similarity in that this feels like material it, it you know we've just gotten done discussing it, but this does feel like material that is an experience you 've had in your life, whether or not you did or didn't it feels like it, and it comes off in this in this characterization that that you uh pull off in the film so um uh i i'm i'm looking forward i i, enjoy, I really enjoyed least among saints I, I had a great time with it i think there's a, a a real pathos to it that will pull the audience in if they uh you know when they take the time to sit down and, and watch this and i really expect uh some some more great films from you as well marty i i'm i i'm looking forward to your other work as well so
1: thanks so much man i really appreciate that and uh Yeah, it's been, it's really a wonderful opportunity to to be here at this point, having the film in theaters, and and I appreciate the opportunity to to talk with you about it. Oh, you're
0: welcome. Now, so it's playing, uh, and I had it in front of me. Hold on. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.